Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast and in today's episode I'm speaking about a subject that I'm really excited to speak to you about because it's 2023 now as you know, we're about a week into it, just over a week and it's only right that I record a podcast episode explaining to you how you can crush your fitness goals in 2023. Now, this isn't going to be like the all-defining podcast. Of course, there will be a few things on the back of this that you can add as well, but these are a few points that you will certainly do very well to bear in mind. I've come up with seven for now. Uh, You know, as I'm speaking, I might come up with a few others as well, but I've come up with seven, and I also want to mention that some of them will overlap to an extent, so it's not like a hard set in stone seven. But anyway, let me not talk too much. I think I'm just going to get stuck straight in because I don't have too much else to say at the start of this podcast. So yeah, point number one, set goals that you will be consistent with even when you're not feeling motivated. So basic goals will be your best friend here. And and the reason why I want to make this point is because I think the biggest mistake that you potentially make when you're setting yourself fitness goals, maybe at the start of the year or when you're just looking to transform your health at any other point during the year, you make overly ambitious goals. And now ambitious goals aren't necessarily a bad thing, but I, I guess obviously that that is going to need some context. But if you are always, let's say you're always setting overly ambitious goals, which always causes you to give up and stop because you just can't keep up with your overly, overly ambitious goals when you're not feeling motivated then that's there's there's obviously something that needs to change there because demotivation will 100% hit you this feeling of motivation that you've got from the new year is going to go we need to establish that and make goals that will bear that predictable dip in motivation in mind so you know instead of let's say a common example of this would be I'm going to go to the gym five or six times a week every single week because I want to transform my health once and for all. That's an example of a very overly ambitious goal. If you are someone who doesn't ever go to the gym right now, or you maybe only go once in a blue moon. So a sensible goal for you in your position instead would be go to the gym, maybe start off with twice a week, aim for two or three times a week. That would be perfect. Two or three times a week. Don't try and make up for it in a specific week if you miss workouts in in a, in a current week. So just always go two or three times a week, two or three times a week, two or three times a week. Get good at going two or three times a week first before you try and start aiming for more. And here's the thing, if you can only go two or three times a week, and I want to say only in air quotes, then that's fine as well. You can still make a ton of progress whilst going to the gym two or three times a week for as long as you are following some sort of smart program and you're not always making it up or doing something completely different whenever you go. So you can definitely make great progress going two or three times a week. That's a common mistake as well. You might be thinking, oh, the more times I go to the gym obviously means better. No, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you can go too much and you can definitely go too much if too much is what's causing you to eventually give up just because you can't keep up with it. So that's an example as what as to what I mean when it comes to point number one. Now, point number two. Here is another big mistake that you pro- you're probably making because this is definitely see, uh, something I see a lot. Is that your goals aren't specific enough. Your goals need to be specific, and they need to mention the habits that will get you there. Because I can tell you now that just wanting to lose some weight or wanting to get more toned isn't going to get you moving on days you do not feel like moving. And again, those days will come. Demotivation will hit you. So it's just that's just not enough. So for you to drastically increase your chances of success, you could change it to something like, so say like your goal is weight loss. 
So we could say for the specificity, I feel like that doesn't sound like a real word, specificity. You know what I mean, specificity. Anyway, for it to be specific, I should say, is you maybe want to drop two, let's say you want to drop two belt sizes. So two belt sizes there, that's something specific. And then what would be the action that will help you drop your two belt sizes? That, and that's the part that a lot of people forget as well. A lot of people only think about the outcome. Again, this is probably you included. You only think about the outcome, I want to lose 10 kg. But then there's no sort of, how are you going to get there? It's just, I want to lose 10 kg. So I'm going to, I'm going to run now. Or I'm just, I'm going to go to the gym now. It's, you need to be specific with the actions as well. So again, you've, so now we've got our specific goals. It's not just to lose some weight, it's to drop two belt sizes. Now, and the actions we could say is resistance train three times weekly. I'm going to go for a 15 minute walk every day and eat a protein source with every single meal. There we go. There's your, there's your specific actions that you're going to take alongside your specific goal. And I can tell you now, having specific actions alongside a specific goal will incre increase your chances of success. And, you know, you could even go beyond that. You could, to, to make those even better, you could say, okay, I'm going to resistance train three times weekly. And let's say, I'm going to use the example of someone who's maybe at a 95 office job. So say like you're in a 95 office job. So your, your schedule your routine is going to look pretty similar. It's going to look pretty much the same most weeks. Maybe let's say you've got free time on a Tuesday morning, Thursday evening, and Saturday afternoon. Let's, if, if you know every single week, thus when you can do your free sessions for sure, then put that in your schedule now. Put it as like a, a recurring thing in your, in your schedule. So that's already you going an extra step further to make sure you're more likely to achieve those goals. And that means that nothing else will take that slot away from from it within your calendar from that workout slot because it's already got its own slot so if anything pops up sporadically again it's, a, it's going to be a lot less to take that place because again that, that slot has been taken now it's your workout time and then you could do the same for a 15 minute walk so if you, you're saying okay i'm going to go on a 15 minute walk every day let's take it one step further again what time are you going to go on that 15 minute walk i would recommend a, a book called tiny habits if I'm not wrong, I think it's called Tiny Habits. I read it last year in, a, I think it was November or October by an author called BJ Fogg. And he speaks about habit coupling. Habit coupling is something that James Smith, uh, James Clear, not James Smith, James Clear, speaks about in his book, Atomic Habits as well. It's a very smart approach. It works very well. And it's basically when you try to pair a new habit that you're trying to be consistent with, with an old habit. So obviously a current habit of yours, I'm going to imagine it's you eat lunch. You go, you eat lunch most days or every day, I would imagine. So let's say every time you eat lunch, you're going to couple your eating lunch habit with a 15 minute walk habit after it. So every time you have lunch, go on a 15 minute walk straight after. And that just means that you're going to be a lot more likely to be consistent with your 15 minute walk, uh, 15 minute walk habit because it's on the back of a current habit that you're already doing as well. And because sometimes building new habits can be quite tough. So again, if you're coupling it with a current habit that is already you know fully set in stone and the chances of you being consistent with this new habit does increase. And uh, just on a side note, if you haven't read those books, Atomic Habits by James Clear or... Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, then do read at least one of those. Because they are similar books, do read at least one of those because I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're trying to make New Year's resolutions in 2023. Now, other more specific goals that you could come to mind, let's say, so if you don't want to drop two belt sizes, let's say you could aim for 10 clean push-ups, you could do your first chin-up, you could squat 
squat, aim to squat your body weight on the barbell. So if you weigh 80 kg, you could aim to squat 80 kg. You could maybe aim to drop a dress size. You could aim to deadlift 1.5 times your body weight. So there are so many different types of goals that you could come up with that will help you be more specific. Now, the third point is potentially use a consistency calendar. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of, a consi- of the consistency calendar. And I'm, it's one of those things that are quite easy to maybe start and then not be consistent with because obviously with a consistency calendar, you know, for it to get its full or full benefit, you would ideally do it for quite a while. I would at least suggest doing it for as long as, as, you can, as you possibly can. You know, if you do stop doing it at some point throughout the year, it's not the end of the world. But I think doing a consistency calendar for at least a set period of time can be a game changer because, put it like this, there is only going to be so much good that comes out of it. Number one, you know, if you're, do, if you're following a consistency calendar and you're being consistent and then you're filling out, let's say every time, every day you get a consistent day, you color that consistent day green, then the positive feedback loop of you seeing all those green days filling up, you're going to make yourself want to keep going because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm liking this. Like I'm seeing all these consistent days adding up. I want to be even more consistent now. And, you know, a consistent day potentially could look like a day you hit your step goal, a day you hit your calorie goal and a day you do your workout where applicable. I, what I will, and you know what, actually, what I will, I was thinking like I had two things come to my mind at the same time. Uh, Let me just say one at a time. So number one, if you do do the consistency calendar, don't aim for 100%. That can be quite a lot. That's a bit, that's too much. That's prison. And sometimes there is more to life. If you watched my weight loss vlog series last year in 2022, then you will see I only aimed for about 85 to 95%. That was my aim. I didn't ever aim for 100% because at the end of the day, life is going to, you You want some flexibility in life. That's just, that's how you want to live your life. And then the second part of the consistency calendar, the reason why I like it is because let's say you're someone who's who gets frustrated at their lack of results. I think a consistency calendar is the best thing that you can do especially if you're someone that gets frustrated at your lack of results, because I bet you, if we were playing the game of poker, me and you right now, I would go all in on the fact that you're probably not being as consistent as you think. And there is research to back this up. There is scientific research that shows that most people overestimate their consistency consistency levels. So if you're getting frustrated at your lack of results, do a consistency calendar. In fact, I would recommend you doing a consistency calendar, even more so if you are that type of person. And you will see that your the consistency calendar the the amount of inconsistent days will be staring back at you and you know that's not to that that's just going to be a wake up call a wake up call that you'll need and you know in the moment it'll probably be a bit frustrating because you'll realize oh i wasn't being as consistent as i thought but you know if that's the wake up call you need that eventually gets you to become more consistent and then helps you transform your life that can only be a good thing anyway on to point number 4 Don't think about what you can subtract from your nutrition. Think about what you can add. And again, that's another common mistake I see so much. When people, again, potentially you included, embark on a new health approach or a new weight loss approach or a new fitness goal, those three things are kind of, you know, all the same thing to an extent. But you always think about, oh, what can I take away? I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm going to stop eating carbohydrates. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to stop doing this and this and this. And just that stopping mindset is I think it it sets you up for failure more than you realize because here's the thing when you tell yourself you can't have something maybe you can be consistent with that for one week maybe you can be consistent with it for two weeks or even three but I guarantee you 
there's going to come a day where you give in most likely okay some people do are very consistent with it for a very long time but I would say those are the exceptions and I've worked with hundreds of people by now you know over my life you know I'm talking including internships when I used to work at sports teams one-to-one at a gym online coaching which is what I only do now I, I do online coaching now and I can tell you now those are the exceptions most people can't stick with that it's very hard to for for example never eat carbs again put it like this if i told you not to think about a pink elephant the first thing you are going to think about is a pink elephant so here's what to do instead to increase the likelihood of your success is think about like i said think about everything you can add so don't worry about taking things away instead again add stuff oh i'm going to add a protein source to every single meal that i have now or and you're going to have at least 20 grams of protein when you have that protein source or 25 grams or i'm going to aim to have two pieces of fruit every single day now or i'm going to aim to have two vegetables every single day as part of my meals now or i'm going to aim to add five cups of water every single day now so the potential options as to what you can add to what you eat is almost limitless so just you have to you know the only thing you're being limited by by this point is your imagination so you can get creative with that but basically just focus on what you can add rather than what you can take away I haven't had a breath yet I just realized uh anyway point number five get someone to keep you accountable seek help if you need it do not be stubborn and the reason why I say this I know you you might be hearing that and thinking oh it's easy for you to say you know you're a personal trainer blah 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 that's the reason why I'm a personal trainer. I highly, I highly, highly, highly rate having someone to keep you accountable. I highly rate having someone to guide you because again, that's how much I value what I do. And you know, one thing I'll tell you, one thing I question always is a personal trainer who's never had their own personal trainer. I've had my own personal trainer because again, I value what I do that much. I know for a fact, I can learn so much from someone who's done and achieved more than me and who's been in the game longer and who has more qualification. You know what? I think qualifications are overrated to an extent, but who has maybe more experience, who knows their shit more. And if you could just reach out, basically reaching out to someone who can guide you. And I'll tell you what, when I made the least progress, when I first when I first started my fitness journey, I didn't make progress probably for like the first four, three or four years because I was stubborn as hell. I did not reach out to anyone. I just assumed I knew what I was doing. And again, I, I barely made any progress. I was so consistent with the gym. And I remember like three or four years into it, I was like, damn, I'm so consistent with the gym and I'm barely making progress. It's, I, I eventually realized I'm definitely doing something wrong. And that's when I decided to reach out to a personal trainer. And I made more progress in six months than I did in four years. So you can go figure with that one. And, and then obviously with the accountability side, you know, I, I have a business mentor who keeps me accountable now. Every month he sends me a monthly challenge and I've been consistent with every single monthly challenge since I joined him back in, so I say him, it's, they're a duo, since I joined them back in 2022, June 2022, I've been consistent with every single monthly challenge. I don't know how many months now that is, I think that's 19 months now. And that's helped progress my business so much more. Again, because there's an accountability side to it. When you have someone to keep you accountable, chances of consistency increase because you've got someone to report back to every single weekend or every single month or every few days. And, you know, you can even, it doesn't even have to be someone like a personal trainer or a mentor. It could be your best friend, maybe someone who's on the same journey as you and you guys keep each other accountable. So have a partner. So there's ways to be creative with that as well. But again, you are going to be a lot more consistent when you have someone to keep you accountable. And that is a fact. So if you're trying to do it right now and you're going for it alone because you think, no, don't, don't do that. 
Because again, when you're going to, I don't know, I can't remember the word for it. Like you will just give in to your excuses. You're, you're going to accept your excuses no matter how poor they are. You're, you're going to just accept them. They, they could, it could be the worst excuse in the world. You will accept it. But if you've got someone by your side, you know, whether it's a personal trainer or it's a friend who's on the same journey as you, they're not going to, you know, and you tell them maybe that poor excuse, whichever you had accepted for yourself, they'll be like, no, that's that's not a valid thing to be telling yourself. No, you need to, this coming week, let's try and be consistent again. And then you'll probably, you'll very likely step your game up. And that's sometimes what we need to hear. Point number six, follow a structured, structured training program. Follow a structured training program is very important because if you're like most people, when you're going to the gym, chances are you don't have a structured workout program and you're just winging it. Not that there's anything wrong with that to an extent, because of course doing something is better than doing nothing, but there is a vast difference between exercising and training. So for example, exercising, I was I would describe that as taking part in physical activity with the aim of purely staying active. So you could think most gym classes or less meals classes, etc, etc. And again, there's nothing wrong with those things. And I think they do have their time and place. But training, so I'm going to define training for you specifically, that's physical activity with progression being the main focus. For example, gaining muscle gain, getting your first chin up, a stronger deadlift, growing a bigger butt, etc. And the later makes a lot more sense, 10 times, 10 times out of 10. Because with the former, you will have an extremely tough time making long-term progress, if any, as there is no structure to it. Point number seven, again, I'm whizzing through these, you know what? I feel like I'm speaking so fast and I know not everyone who listens to this, their first language is not English. So I don't really like to, I, I do edit my podcasts a tiny bit, but I feel like I'm going to have to edit this one in, in a, just the way I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to slow it down a bit. Thankfully with podcasts, you can slow them down a tiny bit. And that's what I usually do because sometimes I just speak so fast because I'm so passionate about what I'm speaking about as I'm as I'm explaining it. So chances are this one has been slowed down a bit once you're listening to this. Anyway, point number seven, optimize your environment. So you reduce how frequently you rely on willpower. And the reason why you want to do that, put it like this, most people, you probably look at a lot of people, let's say the fittest people, you know, uh, you probably look at them and think, wow, they, they, this person's willpower is, made, is like impressive. It's off the charts. Like I, I don't have willpower like that. And that's why I can't do what they do. That's crap. And again, that's you just like giving into your own excuses again. And this is why you need to keep, get someone to keep you accountable, by the way. Look, the people who have what's, what's seemingly the best willpower are the people who minimize how often they have to rely on willpower because just relying on willpower is tough for everyone. Okay, and you have to understand that again, even for the fittest of people, it's tough for everyone. Of course, there does, you know, there eventually come points where it does become slightly easier. But again, you know, no one has, no one can just rely 100% of the time on their willpower. For example, when I was on my weight loss journey, I drastically reduced how often I, I brought highly palatable foods into the house. So I would bring less ice cream into the house. I would bring less crisps in the house, for example. Or in your particular example, I would say, Let's say you've got a, a, a kitchen table and on your kitchen table, there's a bowl and in your bowl is full of crisps and chocolates. You know, if that's there, that's you giving yourself a really hard time to, you know, you're, you're going to give in. That's you asking yourself to give in because the temptation is always there. You can always see it. It's always around you. So what I would suggest doing in that position is either number one, not buying it, but if that's not an option and, you, and they do have to be there for whatever reason, maybe you have flatmates or maybe you have kids, 
Make it harder to access. Don't just leave it out in the middle all the time for yourself to see 24 seven. So instead take out the highly palatable foods from that bowl, replace it with maybe like fruit. Turn it into a fruit bowl. There you go. You're setting up yourself, your, your environment now to increase your chances of success and then make the other stuff. I'm not saying you can't have them, by the way. I'm, I'm saying you can have them, but just make it harder to get to. Don't make it so easily accessible. Uh, now, point number eight. Actually, point number eight, I don't think that's about it. Yeah, I've whizzed through this podcast. Well, overall, yeah, that's about it. So what I want to say before finishing is if you want to inquire about working with me online because you want to reduce your stress and anxiety around food, you want to have a program that's ready to adapt weekly if necessary, you want to be part of a like-minded community, you want to reach your goal without spending every waking hour in the gym so you can be with friends and family more, you're unhappy and tired of the way you look and feel, you've tried everything else and it hasn't worked, you want experienced guidance and accountability, you want someone else to do the guesswork for you, then the link will be in the show notes, the link to inquire, to, to work with me online will be in the show notes of this podcast episode bear in mind that my prices will be going up on the 16th of january so i'm giving you a heads up there don't join after the 16th of january and ask for the cheaper price because that's going to be a hard no when i say i'm having a price increase or i'm having a sale and when i give dates for that i'm very very stern with those dates and i have to be because otherwise people won't take me seriously when i have these sales on in the future so for example here my prices are going up on 15th of January, midnight. If you ask me on the 16th of January at 1 a.m., oh, can I have the cheaper price? I'm gonna say, or the old price in this case, I should say, I'm gonna say no. Because again, it's a hard line that has to be drawn. And this price increase is necessary to reflect on how my service has 100% 100% improved throughout 2022, uh, as well as everything I've learned through mentors and the seminars I attended in 2022 as well, which I attended a lot of, as well as the inflation that's obviously incurring worldwide as well. So, you know, you have to understand that this is a necessary process. Uh, otherwise, I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. Remember, you know what? My task for you on the back of this is turn around and apply at least two or three of these points because if you can even apply two or three of these points, it could very well be two or three more points than you were doing before. And that will definitely increase your chances of success. Now, if you have any questions on the back of this podcast episode, never, ever, ever hesitate to send them over to me. Don't ever feel shy or or embarrassed to reach out to me. I am, my inbox, my DMs, they're always open. I'm always happy to have a chat. So feel free again to send just messages, questions, whatever it might be you have in mind over to me and I'll always get back to you when I can. Uh, Otherwise, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, then do share this podcast episode with a friend. Make sure you drop a five stars review on the show, whether you're listening on whatever platform you listen to this on. And uh, again, drop a follow if you're not already. Share this with a friend because a friend could definitely do with hearing this as well. You could change their life this 2023 and this podcast could potentially spark that. Take care. And I'll see you around. Have a lovely day.